Yeah, it's your boy Ray Ray on the mic. Let's go. Mic check, mic check. Welcome to On the Mic with Ray White, where we share life lessons, encourage self-reflection, and equip you to take action. My name is Ray White, and I am juiced that you're taking time to listen to this episode today. And I'm a huge component of leaders leading with empathy. Leaders leading with empathy. Empathy is such a big component in the way that we engage and interact with one another because what it does, it, it invites us to literally be in the shoes and sit with the people who are experiencing the the feelings, either happy or sad, emotional, what have you, and truly engaging and being in touch with the people around them. Because by leading with empathy, we get a clear picture and understanding of how our people that we are leading, those who we're serving with, who we're engaging with, we get a clear picture of how they interact and engage with us, right? Like with our personality, with our identity, or with the work that we are producing within the workplace. One of the best ways for us to gain and encourage and build relationships within our teams is to lead with empathy. Leaders who have that type of skill set in their framework and part of their tool belt or in their toolbox can help really engage the individuals who are part of their teams and not just seek buy-in, but just seek belonging, seek in it, it, a, a community, be able to help people uh, understand that they are fit, they're seen, they're felt, they have value, and they have worth within the organization. And it's on us as culture change agents, as leaders of culture change, to be able to have empath be empathetic in the way that we approach our work, because too often we're seeing staff members who are leaving their jobs or leaving their roles because of the manager or the leader that they are above them. Their one up does not engage does not connect does not seek ways to find to understand how their worldview is is a part of the greater work too often one up leaders executive leaders things of that nature look at the work and look at people as cogs in the wheel and when you do that and you have that lens that they are interchangeable then you will have high turnover. You will have uh, folks who don't put forth effort towards being the best that they can be because they feel like they're undervalued or they feel like that their voices will not be heard and they probably will move on to go someplace else because they have not experienced that level of connectivity that they could experience at a place that already has that type of lens within their organization. So not this is not just a play to try to retain your staff, although that is a part of what we can do as our leadership is by being empathetic, can lead to being retaining the staff and having them be effective and thrive in their workplace. But more importantly, we're humans, <laughs> like we're people. We value that type of connectivity. And when we don't have that, we will go someplace else to seek that connectivity. There are four different ways that I want us to think about when it comes to leading with empathy. And they all start with the letter V because your boy loves alliteration and I'm all about making sure that uh, it, it is sticky. It, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta make sure we tap into that and leverage that as a part of our leadership framework, right? The first thing you gotta do is to examine the viewpoints. Examine the viewpoints of yourself, the people around you, what they think, what they know, what you think and know, and work to deconstruct that in a way to understand, is this viewpoint benefiting or hindering the people around me? 
does is the way that I view people? Is it the way that I view the work? Is it the way that I just view other people's identities and even my own identity, my own upbringing and education? Are these things benefiting me or benefiting those that I'm working with, or is it creating a hindrance and barrier towards success and and people thriving within the workspace? And when you come to that crossroads of a particular viewpoint hindering or help hindering somebody's ability to thrive or throw to make connection, then you got to be the one to have accountability to stop that in its tracks and work to make a change to avoid that being a part of a hindrance towards somebody's success. So the first thing we got to do in our empathetic leadership journey is to have is to examine our viewpoint. The second thing we got to do is got to be visible. We have to be we have to visibly show up in these spaces where people are already congregating and and be in the environment with them. No longer are the days, especially in this virtual context, where people are coming through our doors and, and opening our doors to people coming into our offices and having conversations. Especially if you are, if we as leaders are not aware of the type of presence that we have, some people may be intimidated. <laughs> they may be intimidated by the fact of stepping into the boss's office because they feel like they're unable to be their authentic self. So take the initiative, go out, be visible in the spaces where the team is showing up. Make sure you engage and ask the comment, ask the questions like, hey, is it okay if I can sit in and just be a part of this type of work that you're already a part of? And just be in the community with them. Visibly show up to their spaces and that helps in creating that empathy. So as you examine your viewpoints and that you, in, in, you go and be visible in these spaces, the next thing you gotta do while you're in those spaces is to practice being vulnerable. Nobody's asking you to have all the answers. <laughs> Nobody's asking you to be the one that can solve all the world's problems or to be this uh, stoic individual within a space. Again, we're human. We make mistakes. We, vulnerability helps create that connectivity. It shows that you are human. It shows that you have feelings too. And as you are stepping into these spaces, you're, you're not necessarily saying, I don't know. In a, you, you can say, I don't know, but not in a way that's like detriment to uh, you're unable to figure out. It is you recognize the limitations that you have as a leader in understanding people's world worldviews or perspectives or the way in which that the work that we're producing is impacting others. You're showing up, you're visible in these spaces, and you are vulnerably show, showing up as your true self to say, I'm willing to learn, I'm willing to engage and connect with you on this level so that way I can enhance my own worldview. And by doing so, you give the uh, ability for others to be comfortable in showing their vulnerability as well, because this is a journey that we're all working and growing on together. So you examine your viewpoint, you show up and you be visible in these spaces, you work to be vulnerable in those spaces and get engage and connect with the people around you. And then the last thing is that you validate people's experiences. Back to the worldview perspective, your worldview is not your only worldview <laughs> in this world. How many times can I say world in a sentence? <laughs> your worldview is not the only one out there. You have a lens that you see the world, but recognize that other people have a lens too. And by taking a step back to understand what your lens is, and you and then going into people's spaces and and you know that you're invited to and engage with them to learn their lens, then you, then the last step or one of the, the next steps that you can take is to validate their experience because their experience is real too. Just because you may not have experienced a particular, a particular discrimination or a particular um, effort that didn't impact you doesn't mean that it didn't happen or it didn't happen to them. So 
by validating other people's experiences helps uh, helps others feel like that they're seen, helps them feel like they're heard, and that somebody is at least working to relate to with them in this particular experience and context versus just dismissing it or acting like it's not even there or an issue that we should be considering. So to work to become an empathetic leader, examine your worldview, work to be visible in the spaces as a leader stepping into these in the worlds of the people around you, be vulnerable in those spaces and work to connect and get to the same level as those that you're working with and validate others' experiences as they share them with you and work that into your worldview so that way you can then become a better leader and create a great environment for every identity to belong and thrive. This has been really true for me, especially as I've become uh, growing in my leadership, especially when I first started as an IT supervisor eight years ago, I stepped into a position that uh, with other with 32 staff members, leading 32 staff members who had varying life experiences and some who even been a part of the work as long as I've been alive. So who am I to be the person, little, little young Ray, <laughs> to step into this space and tell them what to do? And even though that's not my demeanor and style, I, there's still that perception that a leader is the one uh, in a positional space, especially to tell people what to do and how to respond and how to react to certain things. But uh, if you come in with empathy, if you come in with wanting to understand and connect and be in fellowship and relationship with the people we're with, uh, I've learned that that helps in folks. They see that you truly care about them. And that you actually want them to succeed and not just get the work done or be seen as a cog in the wheel. So I hope that in your one-on-ones, I hope that you show up to the events that are being put on by your staff. I hope that you take a step back and do your own research and understand what are some of the lived experiences of some of the people that you're uh, working with. And just engage them engage them on a regular basis and work that into your own perspective and the work that you do because that's going to help enhance your team culture and that's going to help every person feel like they belong and thrive so again you're an empathetic leader this is a journey that we all could take on you got to understand your viewpoint you got to be vulnerable in these spaces you got to show up in these spaces and be visible and you need to validate the experiences that people have and through those engagements and through those tactics you then be able to help uh, you. People will feel closer together as a community within the workspace. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. What are some of the th ways that you and your leadership, you're practicing empathy to make greater connections with the people that you're working with? Uh, drop me a line. Hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Ray Devante. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Raymond D. White. You can find me there because I'm often talking about ways in which that we can support one another as leaders, creating these inclusive communities where every identity belongs and thrives and culture change starts with you so let's work together to understand what that looks like let's share let's talk let's dialogue let's be each other's accountability partners to promote this for ourselves for our communities for our workplaces and for the people that we are connecting with thanks so much for listening i'll talk to y'all soon peace